volume one of the God is Just Like Jesus book. I throw a little picture of this up every once in a while. And um, if you need a PDF copy of the day or the chapter of the book, you can email me at chris at godisjustlikejesus.com or visit our website, which is godisjustlikejesus.com. Okay, this is a great passage because there's a couple different things going on with Jesus and how he relates to people in this chapter, So th uh, this little passage. So this is going to be part one of two. So day three. People were, bringing, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. That was Mark 10, 13 through 16, and I'm going to read the parallel passage in Matthew right quick. Then little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. Matthew 19, 13 through 15. And then I'm going to read you one other passage after the disciples' arguing argument about who's the greatest, he brings a little child in to talk to him about being truly great. Um, he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he should be last of all and servant of all. And when he took the little children, then he took a little child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me. And that's Mark 9, 35-37. Okay, so take just a moment, and I want you to hit pause on the, uh, the video, and I want you to walk away, look at these passages, or replay the video, back it up, and, you know, if you're on your own journal, or think about how does Jesus relate to these little children, and if you're in a group, talk about it, and, and use some of the background of Jesus' three and a half years of ministry uh, as a context to talk about that, because... He's having to, as an individual with some followers, uh, kind of wrestle with and, and deal with, and, and there's some intensity to it, the entire Jewish leadership of the time. And uh, that's Pharisees, that's Sadducees, and the whole Sanhedrin, uh, which is the ruling council. And then he's got the Herodians, the followers of Herod, uh, in addition to the teachers of the law and, and, and various People. And so he's wrestling with the whole leadership of Israel to talk to him about being Yeshua, the Messiah. And in addition to that, he's healing the sick. He's delivering people from demonic oppression. Um, he's demonstrating his power over nature in, in terms of changing water to wine. And the great catch of fish when uh, he draws the fish into Peter's net. The calming of the storm on the sea. Uh, in another water event, you know, he's walking on water and enables Peter to do that. So Jesus has tremendous things going on. The parents are bringing these little children. Talk about how does Jesus relate to the little children? And how could a potential Pharisee relate to them? How could one of Herod's leaders relate to children? Okay. And then talk about how Jesus relates to them. Hit pause for a moment. Talk about that and then come back. Okay, as always, 
the part you do on your own, it's critical that you're processing the scriptures for yourself, listening to the Holy Spirit, because he's going to highlight the things that's really important in your life right now. So I hope to some degree you talked about, you know, Jesus has this incredibly full life. There's tremendous things going on. He's teaching his disciples, and yet these parents are bringing these little children, and that's not disturbing him. He fully embraces these parents and these children, and he spends time with them, regardless of these phenomenal things he's involved with in our eyes, and yet the children are phenomenal things to Jesus. And I love that what the text says, he says, um, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. Um, Gosh, it's just so critical for people in the body of Christ not to hinder people or children from coming to Jesus with any of their thinking. And he takes the children, and he doesn't just pat them on the head. He doesn't do the little political thing where he kisses the baby and then gives them back and says, vote for me. It says he takes the children in his arms, right? He's wrapping his arms around them. He's placing his hands on them. And you get this sense of Jesus deeply enjoying these children and really praying for them. He's not just like, you know, God bless you and we're done with you. I mean, they mean so much to Jesus. And in the second passage, you know, again, the context of the disciples arguing about who's the greatest And Jesus says, you know, if you want to be great, you really want to look at these little children. And he brings a child in the the midst. And once again, he's putting his arms around them. And he's not just giving a theological teaching. He is holistically talking to the disciples about being great, about not being church hierarchy leaders and you know, who's the CEO of the church and all this kind of madness. But he's talking about if you want to be really great and I want you to be great, consider these little children. And, and it's just a, it's a holistic teaching moment instead of just a mental theology moment. Uh, Although we need the best possible theology, but it's more than just intellect. It's intellect plus heart plus life experience. And you get it by, you know, sensing how he's relating to this little child. So, <clears throat> with each passage, we try to apply John 14, 9, where Jesus says, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And in this day, number three in the book, I use Hebrews 1, 13 as our foundational uh, verse. And that says, He, Jesus, is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, the exact image of his nature. So, that verse is saying... The same thing as John 14, 9. It's saying Jesus is the exact imprint of God, of his nature. If you want to know what the invisible God is like, then look at Jesus, right? And that's the question in the nations. What's God like? Um, What's his emotions like? What does he care about? What does he not care about? How does he think? How does he relate to people? And you can see that in Jesus. So, take this passage about the children and correlate it If Jesus is that compassionate and tender with the children and that connected to him, that means God is that tender with the children, that connected to them, and they they matter that much to him. And um, you just can get that immediate sense for looking in Jesus' life, how God the Father feels about children. And it's just a great takeaway. In addition, let's 
uh, look at the worship without music section where I'm trying to encourage you to make simple worship statements in your own language um, from this passage about the children. So you might, like for me, I like to walk and pray. You might do art around this passage to worship him. You might do dance. You might um, journal. Who knows? Blog, write. I walk and pray and I take this passage out and, I'm like, and I just convert it into worship. I.e., Lord, I love the fact that you enjoy the children. They're not in your way. They're not a bother to you. You, you delight in them and you want to get your hands on them. You care what happens to them. You're praying deep prayers for them and for their lives. I love that about you. I love that you care. I, lo I love that you're not like, you know, you're revealing God's involved instead of God being, you know, somewhere away in the heavens where he created everything and just got disconnected. You're involved in our lives. And I just let that worship permeate my prayer time. And I'd encourage you to invent your own language and enjoy him. It's the best way I can say it.